Hello, this is the fifth of our smaller talks. We call them bookish talks. It's an offshoot of our iBookBuying podcast. This is me, Pavel, and this is my co-host, Stepan. Hi. Uh, today, it will be mostly him talking and me asking questions from time to time. Uh, today, we'd like to talk about a few of uh, Stepan's recent finds. It will be a sort of continuation of a recent talk of ours when we discussed book markets and what you can find there. And one of the questions raised there is, where do all these books come from? And how much they cost? And why do they cost this much? So, Stepan, could you show us the goods? Yeah, I, I guess I will switch to the second camera right away. Here we are. I have two objects here. One is a book and the second one is, is not a book. But uh, uh, both of them share a story. I beat the book I bought from a bookseller and uh, the second object I bought in an uh, antique store. And uh, then I wanted to, uh, to try to find out some more information about the history of these objects and uh, maybe try to uh, evaluate them. And uh, uh, surprise, surprise, I found that uh, both of them were uh, earlier uh, in the previous years uh, sold uh, on internet auctions. Uh, and I guess these sales weren't successful. And uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm like 99% sure that both of these objects are the ones that uh, were represented on these uh, internet auctions. And I, I will tell you why in a moment. But first, I will share the links for these auctions. So here it is. Sorry, this lot is closed. <laughs> uh, not surprising because it was sold. Is it, is it stated anywhere here? I'm not sure. Some time ago. Experts estimate 150 to 200 pounds. Yeah, uh, euros. Euros. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's the same book uh, you, you, you saw a bit earlier. Perhaps you could tell, uh, tell us what it is. Winning bid was uh, $60. I don't know why it's uh, euros and dollars over here. But uh, yeah, that's, that's a book about medieval illumination and the illuminated uh, initials and all that stuff. Uh, we just shared it, uh, uh, the scant version of this book uh, with our patrons on Patreon. And uh, you can find some of the images from the book on our Instagram account. So uh, it's, it's quite, quite a beautiful book. And uh, uh, it was published in 1862. And in, it really, it's, it's not truly a book. It's a sort of a collection of uh, ma magazine issues of the Illuminators magazine uh, from the 19th century. Uh, I also wanted to note that these are not facsimile re reproductions because I know many of these images and these are not copies. Someone drew them by hand, so they are yeah. not, not very precise. But then this is 1860s. Photography yeah. has only just been invented. It's still about 20 years until uh, first ma uh, mass books with photo reproductions yeah. appear and facsimile books only appear in 1890s. Yeah. So, yeah, the description states it's uh, chromolithographs, so uh, they may not be drawn, but uh, still uh, the, somewhat, somebody had to do the plates and uh, to cut them or to etch them. Here is, uh, here is the front view of the book. 
and uh, it has a pretty distinguished discoloration on the front cover and uh, that's why i think my book is the same one because my book also has this what do you think caused this particular type of discoloration so here here you can probably see uh yeah too much light i guess there is a pretty similar discoloration it's it's uh, pink and purple in the middle and then you can see a frame of sorts so this may have happened uh, uh, when this book was uh, exposed to uh, sunlight for 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 some time and something was laying on this uh, uh, part of the uh, front cover so it was so, probably so it was probably a stack of books yeah, and there was yeah. a smaller book on top of it for yeah. years and years yeah. and years yeah yeah that was the first that was the first object and uh, uh, if you can uh, if you want to look inside you can uh, go to our instagram or you can uh, become one of our patrons and then you will be able to download the full book but what else i wanted to add is that you can see the difference between the estimate and uh, the final price of the sale and i bought it book I bought this book even cheaper than uh, these $60, much cheaper than these $60, because uh, it was the one uh, from Book Market in The Hague, and uh, I usually buy books uh, not more expensive than 10 euros. That's That sort of answers uh, one of the questions Pavel uh, spoke about, how are the prices uh, calculated or uh, chosen, and uh, there is another aspect of it, uh, should you benchmark uh, uh, the prices uh, uh, against the prices you can see on uh, internet uh, selling platforms like eBay or uh, specialized book selling platforms like uh, biblio.com or abooks? Well, the easy answer is no, you shouldn't. Because oftentimes books are in different condition. Sellers can overprice books. Uh, there, there may be many different reasons why the book's price is not valid uh, uh, if you uh, see it online. However, if you, can, if you see dozens or hundreds of books uh, uh, selling within some reasonable range of prices, that may be a hint for you that this is a somewhat real, realistic price for this book. Uh, speaking of which, was there a range for this book? Was it the only ones? Uh, I assuming it wasn't uh, that widespread if you uh, found it right away. Well, I, I found this book only on one platform, and uh, that was uh, the one I shared with you. It was Kataviki, and uh, I didn't find it on any of the major uh, book selling platforms like Eight Books or uh, Biblio.com. So I'm not sure. The, the estimates on uh, Kataviki are they are made by people who know something about the industry. Uh, so this may be a valid estimate, but then the book sold only for only for a fraction of uh, the estimated price, which also happens on uh, uh, even on uh, the most important uh, auctions like uh, Christie's or Sotheby's or something like that. So uh, that's just what happens. That's the nature of uh, auction. Sometimes you can end up with selling uh, the object uh, much lower than <laughs> than the estimate was state, stated. Actually, I, I find it shocking because there couldn't have been many of these books produced yeah, yeah. and they must have been expensive at the time. Yeah. And the condition is very, very decent. Well, save for, uh, for the cover. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. Well, my congratulations, great find. Yeah. So I guess we will uh, move to the second object. I think I will start with unpacking it and uh, then I will uh, share with you the internet auction page of, of this lot. It looks so, like a barrique and seems to weigh like one. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty heavy. Did, did you hear the noise? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so here it is packed and packed even more. So, it's a collection of, uh, I think it's uh, in English, it's called magnesium, magnesium plates. So that's some plates used for printing. Uh, in this, uh, on this occasion, they used for printing uh, comic strips. And uh, it's, it's a sort of, sci-fi comic strip from uh, one of the Dutch uh, newspapers from, uh, I will have to check it, but uh, something like uh, 1950s or 1960s. There is some information about that, some additional information about it uh, uh, on the website. I will show you a bit later. You can see some futuristic uh, uh, space objects and- uh, Pop art. Yeah, they were, there were some. Some nice looking characters somewhere here. Yeah. Nice planets on the strings. <laughs> show, uh, show us the housewife. Yeah. Oh, this is very much of its time. Yeah. And yeah, some dinosaur. Alien dinosaur or something. And, and a book and a bookcase size computer too. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Some strong graphics there. Yeah. So that's that's almost full uh, print run of this uh, comic. Uh, only only a couple of plates are missing. Surely, uh, surely, with this one, you are you can be one hundred percent sure that it's the actual lot. Yeah, yeah. I I checked the colors of the plates, so you can see the 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 surface uh, is uh, to to protect part of the surface from etching with uh, with acid. Uh, it was covered by special paint, and in different cases, uh, you can see that uh, the uh, color of the paint is different, either yellow, yellow, or Red, so you can check the the plates, and you can see that it uh, fits pretty well with my plates. And I guess that that there there were only there was only one set of these plates, and the numbers of plates uh, they also uh, are the same. So yeah, you can see uh, you can see it here that it's from 1958. So it it were uh, it was uh, it was a com comic strips uh, uh, made by one uh, Luke van Delden, a Dutch artist. Uh, who was uh, making uh, comics, but not only comics, and it was published in a Dutch newspaper. And uh, once again, you can see uh, the estimate of 100 to 200 euro, and uh, it wasn't sold. And once again, I bought it much, much cheaper uh, because I, uh, well, I bought it in a, in a, in a, not a thrift store, but antique store. And uh, mainly this store uh, sells 
stuff from earlier centuries. So uh, seeing something like that is, was pretty typical for uh, this store. It's 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 strange and it's it's very interesting to find uh, some more stories about objects you buy. And uh, as we already discussed with Pavel, it's uh, for me it's always interesting to get some more story of the book of of bookish objects uh, besides the story that's written inside of it. Who was their previous owner? What was the story? Why did the decided to buy this book or to read this book, maybe leave some notes on the margins. Yeah, that's that's sort of uh, brings some some additional reality to some additional story to to the book to and and not only to book but to this plates as well. Uh, what are your plans for these plates? Surely you have to try and print them out. Well, yeah, that's that's one of the one of the plans and uh, I wanted to print them and to maybe share on Instagram some of the uh, some of the prints uh, but otherwise I can do nothing about it because it's still protected by copyright because the artist died in 2004 so we will have to wait uh, 60 more years before it goes public domain if nothing changes in copyright laws the the book I shared with you it's it's public domain for quite a long time already because it's a magazine and mostly in most countries uh, Magazines are uh, considered to be a group work and uh, uh, copyrights uh, end uh, 70 or 90 years after uh, the magazine was published. But as the uh, comic strips uh, are not a group work, uh, uh, copyright ends a certain time after the person has died. Yeah, it was only 16 years ago. That's, by the way, another topic I, I wanted to discuss, uh, but probably was... Uh, uh, by inviting some guests because understanding of how copyright works helps book designers and book people quite a lot sometimes. And uh, as it appears, not many people know what they can do with art and what, what they can do with art. By the way, I have no idea if uh, book binding can be copyrighted. I've never heard of cases like that. Well, I'm sure if you design the cover for your uh, artist binding, that uh, cover, that, that art is uh, copyrighted because you can't uh, take away copyright from a person and uh, it's, a, it's a creative object and uh, thus it's protected by copyright. I really, I really like this find of yours. It's, museum, it's a museum object. Museum, yeah. uh, it, it's a museum of the future. Even now, I think quite, uh, uh, a few museums would be interested. I yep. imagine uh, some design museum or uh, a printing museum. It's uh, they're interesting as uh, objects. They're interesting as designs. They're again, yet again, uh, very much of their time. You you can see this is a very very early post-war development. It's still very uh, very reserved, but you can see pop art just uh, just being just yeah. about to be born yeah 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 it, it was it was it was a fun and nice find and uh, i'm really glad i i bought it because once again it it brought uh, additional dimension to the story and uh, it was fun to to you know to research this object and to look for for not not maybe previous owners but uh, for how it came to be. I uh, googled uh, the artist and uh, his, uh, his output is uh, ra rather diverse. He's done advertising, he's done books, he's done 
some newspapers. Yeah, yeah. An, yeah. an interesting guy. And that's not the only comic uh, series of comic strips that he made for newspapers. So uh, for the same newspaper as well. And I guess that's it for, for today. Uh, that's uh, all I wanted to share with you. And uh, as usual, many thanks for all of uh, our viewers and uh, special thanks to patrons of, on Patreon. Pledges of our patrons uh, cover editing for uh, our podcast videos. So it's really important to us and we much appreciate uh, your input and your help in making these podcasts. If someone would like to join uh, the crowd of our patrons, uh, pledges start with only $1 or one euro per month. And uh, with pledges starting uh, with uh, three euros, uh, you will get some additional stuff like uh, digitized books, like the book uh, we discussed earlier today. Uh, it's already digitized and available to our patrons. Thanks again. See you next time. See ya. Bye.